0: This just in, the ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Welcome to another chilling episode of ongoing comic book discussion podcast. I'm Corey,
1: and I'm Tess.
0: And this week, we are talking about the Archie Comics, uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
1: Yes! I'm so excited to talk about this one. I actually love the show so much, I had to get the comic book, and uh, I was the one who requested we do this one, because, oh my goodness, it is, it is quite adventurous.
0: Can I say how happy I am that you requested to do this one, because... <laughs> I love this book, and it. I actually have these issues on on my comicsology, and I never read them because uh, I think I read I read Afterlife with Archie, and you know, and then they had like a ninety nine cent sale, so I was like, cool, you know, I'll pick up like the, the like at the time there was only five issues out, so I was like, yeah, five bucks, sure, and I never kind of got around to to reading them, and. Th- Thank you, Tess, for making me read them.
1: Oh my gosh, you're so welcome, my friend. No problem. These are like you guys have probably seen the mo- uh, Sorry, the show on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. And Corey, you've seen the show, right?
0: Uh, my wife and I have watched the first season and half of the second season.
1: And though that's a really good show, like I'm obsessed. I've watched the first season twice, and I I watched the second season once. Um, but I'm hooked but like this comic book is also worthy of being hooked on but completely <laughs> almost totally different from the show it's crazy
0: i and it's uh, it's crazy how different it is i was i was not expecting some of the differences and it's crazy how how similar it is too at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can see some of the same beats. I can see where the show you know, is, is getting its inspiration from, and I, I believe the show was created by the same um, uh, Roberto, uh, who, who did this comic. Um, I do want to get his name right, so let me just say, uh, it's created by Roberto Ag- uh, Aguirre- Aguirre- uh, Costa. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call him Roberto. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> <laughs> Roberto Aguirre sacasta So there he's you go. he, and I, I think he has a hand in the show too. So that's that's really cool. But um, mm-hmm. I'm actually on the. <laughs> flip side of that coin I think that the comic is vastly superior to the show and really yeah and I mean they're losing me season two um I don't ever oh. want to speak for my wife but I kind of get the sense that uh she's also you know we're kind of phasing out now I know you and your husband said that that it does turn a point in season two where it yes. actually kind of picks up steam yeah. and I don't think they we make got you work for it a little yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: okay yeah yeah, so, they make they they make you work for a little bit, but then when you get there you're like, "Oh dang, I'm so glad that I stayed." Like but, it, it it gets really good.
0: But on the uh, but on the other hand, I think that the comic is so good that it made me mm-hmm. dislike the show a little bit. I- I'm no, not going to okay. lie. No, <laughs> okay, that's saying a lot.
1: That's that's saying a lot,
0: well, actually. because the, the comic is so much darker than the show, and it's so much more violent and so much more mature and adult than the show is.
1: You're right. I, I agree with you on that, actually. And I think that they were trying to, on Netflix show, they're really trying to cater to a certain audience because it, it has swept like young audiences and old audiences Like I will add. Older, I should say. But, um, yeah, I hear you on that. The comic is... Uh, you know what? Maybe the comic was just too dark for TV. Let's be real. I it's mean, freaking dark. <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, knowing what they're doing with The Boys on Amazon and having uh, read The Boys, um, mm. and I know how dark that show is, I think Netflix could have gone dark with this. I think they chose not to, and... I think they chose correctly. I I mm. I'm a, I think I'm a little bit of an outlier, but I think it being a little bit more lighter, the 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 Netflix show being a little bit lighter, I think did bring in or is bringing in more viewers than say if it was a super dark. Um, my favorite aspect of the show is all the characters, all the actors that play the characters. I think everyone is spectacular. I think yes. visually the show is uh, amazing. The young lady who plays Sabrina. Um, I I used to watch Mad Men. She was amazing on there, and yeah, she's just getting right. even better with with uh, as she gets older. So mm-hmm. I think the show it's not the actors, it's not the vibe. It's the the story so far of season two has not been all that good to me. But
1: got you okay. But, but okay. we're
0: we're not here to talk about the Netflix show. We're here to talk no. about the comic book, right? <laughs> yes,
1: which everyone should read and pick up. You guys are gonna be like, oh my gosh. Tessa and Corey were totally right. This is amazing. Like, no matter what, show aside, if there was a show, if there wasn't a show, I would still appreciate the comic book. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, the story is just phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. I think you're 100% correct. Um, and, I, and I'm and i glad that the show exists to get people to read the comic. But, uh, yeah, I think I may just move forward just reading the comic.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, see, but you want to get volume two already, don't you? Because they really do leave it off a good way. Like,
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I do. And I know we're kind of doing this in reverse. for having our thoughts at the front. But who cares? We're having fun. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, Go with the flow. Yeah, I, this was... Mm, unlike lady mechanica when i finished the last <laughs> issue here i was like oh i'm i'm reading more i'm i'm, I'm gonna yeah. keep going with this like i oh, wanted yeah. more instantly
1: mhm i 100% agree i i agree on that
0: yeah and and let's you know while we're talking some some broad overviews before we actually start getting down into each individual issue of this first volume i got to say mm-hmm. the artwork is amazing too
1: oh my god it's so i want one of these panels framed like it's it's spooky from the beginning. It's it's stunning, absolutely.
0: Robert uh, was it, uh, Robert Hack. His yes. style is it's very it's kind of loose, you know, and and there does but at the same time it's very precise. It's it's weird. It's a loose precise. I, I don't I don't yes. know how to describe it, but it's it's. It's organic, it's, it's very, it's different. It's not something that you're used to in a comic book, and it's dark, and I think it just, it works so, so well. Mm-hmm. And It
1: almost looks like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, and I was just—I was just going to say—and um, then I, I do want to hear your thought. Uh, I was just going to say it's all him because um, it says artwork by. There's no colorist. There's no inker. He's doing everything. He's doing the entire workload.
1: hmm And yeah, I was going to say that it, it almost looks like colored sketches, like almost unfinished. But there's like a beauty in that. And yes. he only uses probably five to seven colors. And they're like browns and darks and reds, you know, not poppy colors, very like subdued, eerie horror colors, which I appreciate.
0: It's it's almost as if it was Halloween every single day in this world.
1: Is it not? Oh, I didn't get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it, I mean, we're recording this uh, in August, and it's getting me excited for October. <laughs>
1: yes, I know. And we'll hopefully, I mean, we will drop this episode in October. So it'll be
0: right on time. Exactly. So let's uh, <laughs> let's start jumping into it because I, th- I think we both have a lot to say about each yes. issue. So uh, you want to give us the? Should we Should we talk about um, who who created it? We already mentioned uh, Roberto Aguera. Mm-hmm. Sacasta is the yes. story by. Um, artwork is by Robert Hack. Uh, mm-hmm. Lettering is by Jack Morelli. And uh, publisher is John Goldwater. And this was uh, published under the Archie imprint. So let's uh, jump into the first issue. What's uh, what's the breakdown for that?
1: All right, let's do it. Chapter 1, Something Wicked. Our story begins on October thirty first, 1951 in the city of Westbridge, Massachusetts at the home of Edward Theodore Spellman, the high priest of the Church of Night. Edward stands at his fireplace staring at the clock, And at the stroke of midnight, his living room magically fills up with witches. His sisters, Hilda and Zelda, are here to fetch Edward's one-year-old baby girl. Edward explains that her mother, Diana, is saying her goodbyes. But when the witches and Edward enter the nursery, Diana has escaped out the window and into the woods with their daughter. Edward and the witches find Diana and try to explain that this was the pack they made when they cast a spell to help Diana conceive a child. Diana holds her baby tight as she exclaims that she will reveal to the whole world who the Church of Night truly is. Edward casts a spell that admits Diana into a mental institution. And Edward hardly feels any remorse for his daughter's mother. When he visits Diana in the mental hospital, he explains to the doctor that his sisters will help him raise the baby girl, who we now learn is named Sabrina. Fast forward to her sixth birthday, where Sabrina is using her powers to levitate and fling her aunts through the air. <laughs> she is throwing a telepathic tantrum because she is upset that her father is not home for her birthday. Hilda and Zelda explain that he simply can't be there. And that's that. The next three panels reveal a tree with a human face shape in the trunk. Could this be Edward stuck in the tree? Hilda and Zelda distract the upset Sabrina with a gift, her familiar a talking cat named, you guessed it, Salem. On September 9th, 1962, Sabrina is in sixth grade now. She comes home from her school of witchcraft called the Academy of Unseen Arts and asks her aunts if she is a half-breed. Her aunts deny this claim, even though it's true, and ask her who told her she was a half-breed. Sabrina says a girl at her school named Adeline Hubbard, told her that. Hilda quickly steps through a portal to find Adeline, then turns herself into a gigantic two-story spider and chases Adeline through the woods. She returns to Zelda and Sabrina very pleased with herself. Sabrina and her aunts decide that since Sabrina's powers are getting stronger, they should move to a quieter town called Greendale. The witches in Salem all move into a funeral home where Hilda realizes they will have an endless supply of food, insinuating they are cannibals. Two years later, Sabrina's cousin Ambrose moves into the funeral home. Ambrose is being punished by the Church of Night because he took the hands away from someone who did him wrongly, naturally. Instead of banishment, Hilda and Zelda agree to take him in instead. On Sabrina's first day of school in Greendale, she meets Roslyn, or Roz, a pretty yet rude redhead gal who quickly makes Sabrina feel bad for her white hair and dead parents. Sabrina doesn't hear Roz anymore, and she sets her eyes on the dreamy football jock, Harvey Kinkle. Sabrina returns home to tell Ambrose and Salem about her Harvey encounter. Ambrose, being the rebel that he is, helps Sabrina gain Harvey's adoration with a honey jar spell. While Sabrina is making the potion, Salem frequently warns her against this spell as there are always consequences. Sabrina ignores Salem and gives the potion to Harvey anyway, and the spell totally works. Meanwhile, in the woods, two cheerleaders with a large R on their sweaters talk about the recent summoning of the Demoness of Desire. The girls run home and don't really think their spell worked. However, in the next panel, we see a naked woman rising from the lake, covered in blood. The woman doesn't remember much, but she does remember having sisters, her betrothed Edward leaving her for a mortal, and killing herself from her heartache. She swears to herself that she will seek revenge, and we finally see she is a woman without a face. Nice. Oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack in just the first issue, but I got to say right out of the gate, man, the 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 lady without a face, that face is wild. It
1: so it, wild.
0: I assume you guys are going to read this, but she basically has she has hair, but it's it's a skeleton and where her eyes are are two Baby skulls are her eyes, and then she has Mm -hmm. like lipstick over her her teeth. It's just it's very macabre, it's very just grotesque, and I love it.
1: I loved it. Demoness of desire. Like, oh, there's so many ways they could go with this. And the fact that the cheerleaders accidentally conjured a demoness of desire, like, how do you accidentally why are you trying to conjure a demon of desire in the first place but <laughs> that's beyond the point
0: well, well, the funny thing is uh, and i and I realize now um because I did read the first issue like way back and then not, you know, I didn't read anymore until we had I had this assignment <laughs> and, uh, and they don't <laughs> say it here. They don't say it here. But the two young ladies with the R's on their chest later on and we will get there. But you find out that they are Betty and Veronica. Uh, From Archie's. Riverdale High. Yeah, yes. Exactly. So I'm wondering, going back now and thinking about it, I'm wondering if they were trying to conjure the, the demoness of desire to get Archie.
1: Ooh, see, uh, isn't isn't this book based off of um, Arch- Afterlife of Archie or something like that? You no, see
0: that? because was it? well, see, the thing is. Uh, Afterlife with Archie is current time. It's it's its own thing, but Sabrina is in it. So Sabrina's always been in Archie, um, mm-hmm. like, and she's always been in Greendale and everything. And you remember the old Sabrina and the Teenage Witch TV show? Uh, it's oh, all these yes. are all the Melissa- same characters. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Melissa
0: Joan Hart. Yeah.
1: Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah.
0: And so when Archie originally came out back in, you know, the 50s and the 60s and whatnot, um, it was much more wholesome. Now, the interesting thing is the new Archie reboot, Afterlife with Archie, and the Sabrina TV show all Mm -hmm. take place in modern times. Um, This... It's cool because it takes place in 1969. So, And that kind of – I did not even pick up on that the first time that I read this. I mean it was a while ago. And and so rereading it now, I'm excited. It's cool that it, it takes place in the past. It almost takes place in like where Archie originally started. Ah, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but we're, you know, spoiler alert, we were going to do Afterlife with Archie next, and you'll see that Sabrina's in yes! that, but she's not like a huge uh, thing. She sort of is, but yeah, it's, it. but also Sabrina's ageless, so yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah, because
1: she's a witch. She could be a hundred. She could be sixteen. We don't. We, <laughs> but I mean, here we obviously know that she's very young.
0: Well, we we also get other characters too that are on the TV show. We get Roz. She's on the TV show. Um, yes. Har- Harvey Dink uh, Kinkle. He's obviously on the TV show. But um, it, they have different. You know, they have different actors and they have different relationships too. Because on the show, Roz is her friend. Um, And I actually kind of like that dynamic a little better on the show, at least in season one. I liked how she had this connection to her human side, whereas here she doesn't seem to have much of a connection to, to the human side of things as she does like more the witch side.
1: And in the show, she doesn't have to convince Harvey with a spell. She just naturally becomes his girlfriend um which is nice but you know what this is the second time i've read this and the first time i read it i was like oh i kind of don't like sabrina in this one because she has to cast a spell to fall in love and it it comes off kind of narcissistic in a way but i don't know i I mean
0: (sighs) but i mean would you have done any different at 15 or 14 At what she is you know you know
1: what you're so right that's a really good point you don't know any different you're not gonna listen to your familiar a cat (laughs) <laughs> telling you not to and I like how uh Salem the cat is such a um like a like a good angel on her shoulder like hey maybe you shouldn't he does it quite frequently we didn't mention it too much in that summary but um whenever she does weird things or things that she probably shouldn't do throughout the series really he does warn her against he's like her conscious conscience you know yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Which is which is really a neat little thing. And Ambrose, um, he's you know he's in the show too. Although I don't think he has the snake familiars on the show like he does here. So here he's got mm-hmm. uh, two cobras are his familiars, which are really kind of cool looking. They like they're always like on his arm and like around his neck and stuff like that. And oh, that would give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> right,
1: right. But isn't it so crazy? Like at the beginning of this issue, that a child is torn away from her mother um that's just scary with a bunch of witches chasing you like (laughs) nobody's gonna believe you in that mental institution if you tell someone that you've seen witches you know it's it's puts her in a really a a big pickle here
0: (laughs) yeah and and things kind of I mean, they keep getting more and more like darker as the story goes on. It starts out dark, and it just kind of keeps going in that direction. And mm-hmm. as someone who's read this after the TV show, I, I'm—I was a little taken back by it because I was like, "Oh, the, the TV show is so much lighter," and it, and it itself is still pretty dark. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this starts out. I mean, her mom is like has a lobotomy. Like they, they I think you can see like there's a scar on her forehead. So. you you know they gave her like a lobotomy or something and Mm -hmm. then yeah edward her dad is like trapped in a tree or is a tree or his soul is the you know his body's the tree so and you don't even know what happened there but clearly something went afoul for him and yeah it's just like, wow. And then Sabrina just has, like, so much inherent power inside of her.
1: And it's crazy that, like, you can already see that Sabrina is pretty dang powerful. Like, possibly more powerful than her aunts because she has a telepathic tantrum that her her aunts have to talk her down from. They're, like, flying through the air and she's like, what have we said about your telepathic powers? And she says, not in the house. Like... <laughs>
0: yeah I like that a little bit of humor it it does have it does have little bits of humor here and there Uh, they do seem to come from the the ants a little bit um I don't know why I had an accent right there. The aunts, <laughs>
1: the aunts a little bit. <laughs> the aunts, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
0: but it's 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 cool. I like the little bits of humor that they add. It's not as I'd say humorous as the TV show, but you know they do insert some uh, lev- levity here and there. But you know all throughout this issue, just the artwork just keeps me just. flipping the pages and oh yeah yeah it's it's like you said it's 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 almost feels messy but you can tell that it's not it's still kind of it's precise you can tell what the artist is trying to always convey but it's it's very loose and and inky and you know very like brownish colors it's really cool it's really oh yeah oh
1: my gosh I yes I totally agree I I, I, it took me a second to get used to it because um, before I read this book, I'd read the comics that had, like, clean lines and there was color inside those lines. But these are very much, like, there are no rules to this artwork, really, you know? And there is a lot of what we like blank space where you can kind of fill in, you know, what, what you think might go there.
0: Right. It looks like he must, he must use a lot of, I think, watercolor or something. Um, oh, just- yeah. Yeah, just by looking at it. at least the backgrounds and stuff look very watercolory, but it does it does help to kind of make her hair very white like that. It can, it makes her pop.
1: Yes, that's a good point because I mean he made her blonde. I mean that wouldn't have worked because a lot of his background is yellow. So making her blonde, I mean, I'm sorry, making her white haired might have been an artistic choice, you know, just uh, yeah. to make her pop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really neat. And then uh, at the end of the issue, there's a fun little like old story of well, it's not old. It looks like the old style of Archie, um, but it's a fun little just added on kind of story for Sabrina, which is it's kind of neat because it 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 like I said, it uses the 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 classic Archie style that everyone recognizes, whether you read comics or not. I'm fairly certain that anyone can recognize Archie and just that style of like that Mm -hmm. bubbly sort of style, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's cool. I like that. But yeah, the main story, the main story is what, what is really just kind of taking me along and all the covers are awesome too. Like I'm looking at issue number two now with her kind of in the, the shadows and everything. It's just, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. 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 I can't wait to read the next one already. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna you wanna jump into issue two oh, then? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we can. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: There's gonna be so much more like story picking up as we go along.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm like I'm like all, all the things I wanna say, I'm like, oh that's in the next one. Oh that's in the next one. You know what? Before each of these we make like a big summary of each chapter, which is what I'm reading. And this one is like two pages long because there's just so much story. It's just it's just oozing with story. It's good. Um, if you can't tell already, uh, we highly recommend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the takeaway here. If you yeah. stop listening now, you'll probably know you should go pick this up. Yeah, but, <laughs> please but don't stop listening. <laughs> li- yeah, but please listen. Keep listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Chapter two, The Secret History of Madam Satan. The demoness, otherwise known as Madame Satan, awaits the perfect moment to seize her revenge. She stays underwater in a lake in the woods for nearly a year. She emerges from the water during a half moon and walks nude and faceless to a girl's sleepaway camp. There, she starts to sing a very eerie version of the song, Que hey Sera to a cabin full of sleeping girls. She decides to take the face of the prettiest girl there, then disappears into the night. Wrapped in only a blanket and a newly stitched on face, Madame Satan is picked up by a trucker, who she quickly realizes has other plans for his nude hitchhiker. She consents that the truck driver had tormented 47 other women before her because their ghosts haunt the truck driver. Without much hesitation, she kills the driver and drives the big rig herself, as her witch intuition guides her north to New England, Massachusetts. There, she leaves the big rig to rot and goes into the woods to the Hanging Trees. The trees guide her to the tree in which her once beloved Edward is trapped in. Madame Satan remarks that it must have taken an entire coven to put the extremely powerful Edward into a tree. She starts to recite a spell to release Edward's bones so she can resurrect him, but a crow calls reminding her of the pain he caused her, so she decides to burn the tree instead. The embers of the tree guide her to the Heartstone Clinic, the mental institution in which Diana Spellman is staying. Madame Satan hypnotizes the nurse to convince her to let her visit with Diana. Diana is in a wheelchair and very unaware of her visitor due to her mental state. Madame Satan, now remembering that her name is Iola, tells Diana of her and Edward's story. One day, they were enjoying a day at the zoo together. She had a feeling Edward wanted to tell her something, and indeed he did. Edward told her about his feelings for a mortal woman named Diana Sawyer. Edward spoke with the Church of Knights council for permission to use Diana as a vessel for a child. Heartbroken, Iola transports herself to the lion cage where she is mauled and killed as they have mistaken her for their dinner. Iola thought she would just die, but she awoke to find herself in Gehana, the capital of hell, where she is to rot faceless for years to come. Iola leaves Diana with a parting gift of clarity to punish her. She wishes her luck in convincing the nurse and doctors about the witches. As Iola is leaving the hospital, the nurse asks her about Sabrina. This is the first time she is hearing about Edward and Diana's offspring, so of course she must pay her a visit in Greendale. Iola walks into a pub where men ask her if they can buy her a drink. She encourages them to fight where one man ends up dead. That'll be important in a sec. Meanwhile, in 1966 in Greendale, and one week before Sabrina's 16th birthday, and the young witch is having a nightmare. In her nightmare, she is running away from someone in the woods, but quickly realizes it is her mother chasing her. Her mother warns Sabrina that the devil's concubine, the queen of hell, is coming to get her. Sabrina awakes suddenly, frightened, but not able to remember her dream. As she lays in bed, she asks herself if, on her 16th birthday, should she be baptized and accept the Dark Lord's final blessing, or should she go to the pep rally and after-party with Harvey? Oh, to be a teenage witch. The next day, Sabrina tries out for the musical Bye-Bye Birdie. Remember the guy who died at the pub trying to buy Iola a drink? He has now been reincarnated into a crow to spy for her. The crow tells Iola about Sabrina's musical tryouts, and she quickly comes up with a plan to get her closer to Sabrina. Iola goes to the Jewel Theater where she sees Baxter High's drama instructor, Evelyn Gardinia. The two start chatting and bond in conversation throughout the movie and into the night as they walk home together. That night, Evelyn falls asleep and mysteriously drips into a deep coma. Weird. What is Baxter High to do without a drama instructor? At the end of this chapter, we meet the new drama instructor, Iola, disguised as Miss Evangeline Porter.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah. So, at the very beginning of this issue, she rips a teenage girl's face off.
1: Oh yeah, just a sleeping girl's face off, and the only thing we see of the girl's reaction is somebody being like, "Tina, your face." <laughs>
0: which which is actually scarier because it forces you to use your imagination. You don't we don't actually see her rip it off and that's what's scarier. Yeah.
1: It just happens. And she stitches it on and it looks like it was her face. Like there's no stitching. It's just seamless, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah and and she still has the baby skulls for eyes underneath, but you know, it's it's magic so it works, you know, the right. face, the eyeballs work and everything, but mm-hmm. wow, what a way to kind of, you know, start start the issue and then yeah i mean it's like boom 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 one after another and then the truck driver and then she you know as soon as we find out that edward's trapped in a tree she burns the tree so it's yeah. like wow is there is there no hope at all like for sabrina here
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it's like instead of telling us who madam satan is they show us who she is she's ruthless fearless and very vengeful <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean I guess I guess I guess any of us would be if we threw ourselves into a lion pit and got torn to pieces right
1: yeah exactly and oh my gosh when they show the shot of I think it's Gehana, the capital of hell the capital of hell um what it's like a bunch of rotting um people who committed witches who committed suicide that's where they go and they just yeah, rot faceless
0: I, I, <laughs> I it's it's crazy and the fact that, they did show us her getting ripped apart by the lions. That was something they did show. Yes. And, and Gehana looked, looked really freaky and scary. And I don't ever want to, <laughs> want to go back there as far as like <laughs> story wise. Um, but it's, it's really, and of course the art just keeps, keeps pushing this along. Um, but, I, I liked it. I liked her backstory. You know, she's she, as evil as she is. She's kind of a little bit relatable, just a smidge. Sure, you know? sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, f- being heartbroken, just <laughs> especially because he wants to be with a mortal, not another witch, which they don't even really explain. They don't, they, yet, they don't explain why he needed to use a mortal as a vessel. I don't know if he was actually in love with her. I, I don't think so, because he b- burned her brain and put her into a mental institution, but... He had some yeah. uh, reasoning behind that. I, I don't know.
0: What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool because they they don't tell you everything, so you got to figure that there's some kind of story here of how he like met her or something. But this isn't like Harry Potter, you know. <laughs> These aren't no. like like loving people, you know. I he Edward seems like a jerk, and you know he's I don't think. Witches aren't supposed to be, I guess, good. But you know, our main character, our protagonist, is a witch. So I kind of like always want to, I guess, like you know, so associ- you know, not associate, but I want to feel for the witches. I want to sure. empathize with the witches because that's where our main character is a witch. So, but at, at the same time, I think you're. You're not supposed to completely, you know?
1: Right. And this is, and we also see the tree again. Um, This is the second chapter and the second time that they reference the tree. So, and, and she even remarks, like, it either took one really powerful witch or a whole coven of witches to put him in this tree. And it's like, whoa, he must have done something really bad to a lot of people that they haven't gotten to yet and i'm really curious if they're going to i mean i'm sure they will they they didn't in this uh va- in this trade but hopefully in the next one they explain why they put him in that tree you know yeah
0: yeah like with some like flashback or something let us know what happened there um, I'm with you I, I do want to know that story I want to know who he ran afoul of I even want to know kind of like what led up to him meeting the Sabrina's mom and you know what forced him to change his mind was it was it love or was it you know some kind of he intuited it you know like mm-hmm. through something some kind of divination or whatever um, but <laughs> I, liked, I liked too like like, how fitting was that to, to give her that that the clarity thing? Oh my you know, gosh! Like, know.
1: You would think it was a gift, but it wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a fate worse than than hell, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why she did it because, like, that's like the worst thing she could have done to her.
1: Yeah, and it was, she was like punishing her, but I wonder if. Like a like a like a, a clear um, a Diana with with clarity. If she actually would know who Madame Satan was, did she know that she that Edward broke her heart? Like you know what I mean? Will she even know what she did wrong?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. The things do not look good for her. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Um yeah. and you know it's and it also like punctuates the fact that um, you know she got close to. The, the drama teacher lady Mm -hmm. and you know she she kind of they even said that they bond a little bit so when she puts her in that coma they even the writer even says that you know the the drama lady dreams about being a movie star pretty much until she dies um which is that's nice so she has all this power made it Madam satan has all this power but she could have you know easily just killed the drama teacher lady but since they did bond she kind of gave her a nice as possible, right? Yeah. (laughs) A nice death, I guess? Sure.
1: I mean, she seemed, they they set her up where she was pretty miserable anyway. And so you don't feel so bad when they're like, and she slept and had dreams of being with her dream man. She was a very lonely lady. And this is actually very similar to the show. Whereas, however, in the show, they, she kills the drama instructor (laughs) or the principal or whatever role she played. She kills her to take her role, to take over her body. But in this one, she doesn't take over her body. She has a totally different. She's a totally different person.
0: Yeah, on the show, it was like the same actress who plays Madame Satan. But you know, it was before that, it was she was playing the kid, the the teacher, and then yeah, she kills her, and then basically takes her face, and then now that same actress is just playing uh, Madame Satan. But I, I think it's just a cool little insight into her character that she didn't have to kill that. That drama teacher in a bad way, and she didn't. And I think that's a a fun little little character thing. Yeah, just a neat little character thing. Although, for (laughs) feel bad for the guy who became her familiar. Although he seems to like it, he seems to actually enjoy being her familiar.
1: Yeah, he must have not been a good guy in the first place. But you know, I have to ask you: Do you think that this gives because he she did kind of show mercy on the drama teacher? Do you think that this kind of shows that she has a heart? a
0: little bit. I don't think she has a, much of a heart. I think it was the fact that uh you know the drama teacher was a woman and I think she just kind of connected on that level. Um I, I don't think it was I think it's more of her, just a rare thing. I don't think that that's going to be the norm for her, but it's it's still cool to see that she's not like purely evil she's just 99% evil (laughs) (laughs) 99.99%
1: evil
0: (laughs) exactly exactly but as we know um you know a a 100% purely evil uh uh, antagonist is never not really that interesting you want there to be a little bit of something Sure,
1: I can see that yeah give her some levels I understand yeah and then
0: my question to you is if the mom was contacting Sabrina in her dream uh, does the mom have some kind of power too? Even though she's Ooh, mortal.
1: Good question, my friend. I actually, no. It's a really good point. I mean, maybe she, maybe Edward taught her some things. I don't know. I mean, or, or gosh, I don't know. That's a really good point. It's just a point to make. Yeah.
0: Or, or she's she's so connected to Sabrina that she could only do it with her. Or. You know, it could just be a story device and not come come back to anything. But I was a little, I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder if she has some kind of maybe latent powers or something. But I'm kind of leaning more that it's a story device.
1: Yeah, just to kind of uh, add in the emotional effect of like a mother-daughter bond, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I think... um I'm just i just really quickly looking through they <laughs> when Madam Satan dresses up, they really try to pull off the, oh, the, the sex appeal with her. Oh
1: yeah, the lowest cut shirt. She's like <laughs> Miss Porter and <laughs>
0: It's like it's like how are you a high school teacher with that much cleavage? But at least uh in a couple issues they actually like address it where she actually utilizes it. Um but that was a cool issue. That was a really neat issue. I like I like issues that do like a whole issue dedicated to a character Mm -hmm. like that um it was cool to get all that backstory on her and know i mean now she's going to be the main antagonist essentially so it's nice to know where she's coming from
1: absolutely and it's funny you were bringing this up before we started recording there's actually a madam satan cart i'm sorry not cartoon why did i say cartoon a old Mm -hmm. comic book from i believe the 40s or so um 1941 she was in a 1941 comic in Archie comics called Madam Satan um and it's it's her just like uh persuading men a married man to be on uh, be uh be with her and all this they have it in the back of the trade which is really fun but it's crazy like she she is still like the Madame Satan faceless with the skull eyes and she's existed for a while and I, I like how they like Ha- she has a backstory that-, that makes you care for her, even though she's not real nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely not very nice. No. <laughs> uh, so, All right, well, let's get into all the right. third issue. Is- it's starting to pick up some steam.
1: Yes, yes, all right. Chapter 3, Unholy Baptism. The chapter begins with a prologue in August of 1962. Hilda, Zelda, and Sabrina hike through the woods as her witchy aunts teach her about the history of the Church of Night. Hilda comments that witch babies were once baptized on the first full moon after their birth, but during the Reformation period, the High Council decided to allow a witch freedom of choice to either follow the path of light or follow the path of night. If a witch follows the path of night, she will age slowly and her powers will grow. But if she follows the path of light, she will age quickly, the same rate as a human, and her powers will diminish. Back to President Baxter High, the sexy Miss Porter also known as Iola, which is the disguised Madam Satan, sees Sabrina walking lovingly with Harvey in the hallway and asks to speak with her regarding the Bye Bye Birdie audition. Miss Porter says, even though the previous drama instructor recently fell into a mysterious coma, the show must go on and she wants to cast Harvey and Sabrina as the lead roles. Sabrina is elated and tells Harvey the good news. Harvey is excited as well, but quickly changes the subject to Sabrina's 16th birthday. He insinuates they both agreed on an intimate night together once Sabrina turns 16. A flashback to six months ago shows Aunt Hilda telling Sabrina that a witch must not be defiled before her 16th birthday in preparation for the unholy baptism. Sabrina tells Harvey she doesn't know if she is ready to do it on her 16th birthday night because she has a family thing she needs to attend to, a.k.a. her unholy baptism. While Sabrina and Harvey are talking, Madame Satan's crow spies on the couple and tells her all about their conversation. Miss Porter lies to Harvey about a rumor she heard from Roslyn that Sabrina goes into the woods at night to see another boy. The night before the unholy baptism, Sabrina talks to her cousin Ambrose about her apprehensiveness towards the ceremony. Sabrina begins to realize that she won't be able to continue her relationship with Harvey, something she so desperately wants to hold on to. Ambrose replies by saying, if he's here forever, you'll find a way. On the night of their ceremony, Sabrina and her aunts prepare for the baptism. As they leave their mortuary, Ambrose greets them with their sacrificial goat. Sabrina is to ride the goat to the ceremony. And when I say ride, I mean fly. Sabrina flies on the goat and her aunts fly on their brooms through the air towards the woods where the ceremony will take place. When they land, Sabrina must walk barefoot through the blue fire to complete the final purification. When the witches reach the sacred place, she sees all the witches have gathered for the event. After several ceremonial traditions are executed, including the Queen of Sabbath on a stack, Sabrina eating a bug-filled wafer, and yes, the sacrifice of Baphomet, a.k.a. the goat, a larger-than-life Dark Lord appears for the final signing of the book. Just as Sabrina is about to sign her name, Harvey arrives to see the entire ceremony take place. What's a witch to do?
0: Yeah, no, that that was that whole. Th- I, I want to get into the dark baptism, that whole scene. But the the way that Harvey like found out about that was was so messed up yeah. by Madame Satan. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> yeah, because she like she like. I mean, he's a, he's a teenager, and, and she's watching him play football, and she like shows off her cleavage, and then she's like, look at me. And then he looks and then drops the football. But like that causes kind of her to talk to him after, I guess, the game or whatever. But it's just so adult and sexual like the way she's drawn and everything and i don't know it's 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 weird to read this knowing that the show is just not as dark as this yeah and it and i keep thinking that this is going to be like the show but then it's not it's and not. i'm always kind of surprised by that and i'm in a good way i'm always like oh yeah that's right this is this is like for adults mm-hmm. this is i mean there's no sex or anything but it's it's still like i would call this rated r oh yeah if it or or at least a hard pg-13 you know a
1: hundred percent and even in the show like madam satan actually tries really hard just to befriend sabrina right off the bat but she's like trying to seduce her boyfriend to tell her him a rumor and she's just bad from the get-go like in the show i actually start to care for her and i'm like oh my god she's so sweet but like here she's just not she's just sour the whole time bad intentions but she comes off really sweet and genuine which is funny and uh in her sexuality certainly plays a role <laughs> for sure.
0: And I think the the person, the the lady they cast for Madame Satan on the show is amazing. Oh my god. She's yeah. got just she's got like these amazing cheekbones that has this like classic old like nineteen sixties look to it. Yes. I don't you know, you know what I mean? Like she's just and and she just plays it so perfectly. I do truly love Every casting on that show. Oh
1: yeah, she has such witchy vibes. I love. It. She's perfect. She was made for this role.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she was made for this role. Um, but to dig into kind of like the witch ritual and stuff, like, okay, I mean, I I'm I don't know anything about witches or anything, but I've read my fair share of occult stuff, and. Uh, clearly so has Roberto because all of the stuff that I see in here, it's nothing that he's just pulling out of thin air. This is all stuff that's been mined from – you don't have to go too, too deep into like occult readings to kind of get to the, some of these things. Even – I'll bring it up. Uh, in the next issue, but I'm talking about it now. The like their their bishop, you know, when she has this trial thing happen, mm-hmm. like he's called like you know Father Crow- Crowley or whatever. And the the artist um, hack draws the, per- I mean, he draws him like Aleister Crowley. So Ooh, who's uh, who Aleister Crowley? Was the Beast. Um, that's a big conversation oh, <laughs> to have. Shit. Uh, uh, But he basically was a real life uh, magician Um, at the turn of the century. He I think he lived until about the maybe the 50s or the 60s or something like that. But he was more prolific um, in the earlier part of the 20th century. But he he came out of the like the Order of the Golden Dawn, which is basically like a hermetic magic. It's, It's magic with like ritual. It's all the magic that you see in this here you know candles you know blades and robes and stuff all that kind of stuff but he was a real person and the cool thing is and I'll talk like I said I'll bring it up again when we get there but they draw the artist draws Crowley clearly it's the same Crowley like they're they're implying that it's the same it's Aleister Crowley even though they don't call him Aleister um but the thing that I just like I said the thing I love about this this book as and the show too is that the stuff they do with magic and ritual magic it's it's not made up no like they're it's just not. using st- yeah and that's what's really really cool
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: even down even down to even down to uh the goat being named baphomet yeah <laughs> because i mean and just so if you guys don't know but that the image of the quote-unquote devil that we all know of, with the, the the goat legs and the human body and the goat head and his one hand pointing up, one hand pointing down. Uh, it, that's not actually the devil. That's Baphomet, which was uh, an old pagan god. Uh, oh, actually I know the what nice you're temple. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And the Church of Satan kind of, uh, you know, kind of took him as their symbol. Uh, but uh, the reason one hand is point one hand pointing up and one hand is pointing down uh the the left hand is pointing down and that's called the left hand path right hand is pointing up and that's called the right hand path um those are the two different paths of ritual magic you can sort of follow the left hand path being more base and 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 like like w- things that you want like just to make your life better and then the right hand path is more knowledge and that's why one hand is pointing up and one hand pointing down and baphomet is actually supposed to represent uh knowledge and fertility
1: oh wow um, I, I really liked how when she was going into the ceremony, speaking of the sacrificial goat, um, how she just from the beginning, the very top, she just felt terrible. She felt terrible. She's like, I have to sacrifice a goat. I have to walk through fire. I have to do what? You know, and she, like the whole time she's, she's, she was never sure that she actually wanted to sign the book. She wasn't quite sure what it meant. And then we learned that if she signs the book, she becomes a handmaiden of the Dark Lord, which they, they don't really go into, but she's kind of like, uh, do I want that? And I'm kind of glad that Harvey came in, and he, he kind of saves the day. Like, woo! thank God you're here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately for him. Yeah, I <laughs> know. We'll find out. out. But... <laughs> yes, oh my gosh.
1: It's it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty. I like You know what, though? I do like in the show how they, instead of it being not Sabrina's choice, I'm sorry, how it's in the comic where it's not really Sabrina's choice and she doesn't sign it, but in the show it's 100% her choice that she signs it.
0: I agree with you. That was um, one of the few choices I liked that the show made over the comic, and... I like there was more build up to her signing it in the show. I, I feel like that was the entire first season essentially mm-hmm. was the build-up to that. Yeah. And I like that. I liked that there was more emphasis on it and everything. And this it feels like they kind of got there kind of quickly. Yeah. But the story does move along uh uh you know fast and it's it's enjoyable but i am i was a little bit surprised that that we got there like in issue three especially when issue two is all about madame satan so we really only have two issues with sabrina at this that's point. true we um, don't really
1: know her except that she's harvey's girlfriend really <laughs> right
0: and I, I wonder if I almost feel like I know her better because of the show and oh, that there's like this symbiotic relationship of of me having watched the show first. I feel like I have maybe more knowledge of sabrina and and maybe her her internal struggles because I do think that that the show did do that well the build up to her baptism oh yeah,
1: absolutely when, when it got to that point, you were totally on her side like what is she gonna do? But here it's more about how she gets to this point, like the, the history behind it, you know, and how she's raised by two aunts and, and her evil father and, and sad mother. And, and Madam Satan really steals the show in the beginning here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, she she really does. Her and her, her baby skull eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: is that? Ah, uh, yes, I, I'll put no instead of dark circles. Hmm, more skulls, <laughs> like oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some more skulls with your skulls? Yes, please. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, every again, every every page of this is just oozing with atmosphere and is so beautifully crafted it just it keeps you it keeps you going and and it, it I mean it's amazing how how talented this artist mm-hmm. is how talented Hack is I, I forgot his first name I'm not on the the, front of the page Hack. but I know his last name yeah. is yeah Robert oh that's easy to remember because Roberto is the, the yes. story so Robert Hack um, it's just it's, it's wild but he, he also does not stray from from like overt sexuality even though there's no nudity i mean he still gets pretty darn close with some of the stuff that madam satan is wearing or not
1: wearing really i mean we meet her and she's naked (laughs) like
0: yeah with with just some shadows and mud you know conveniently covering some things up (laughs) yeah totally
1: well my friend should we see what happens to harvey
0: (laughs) yeah yeah let's get there
1: chapter four harvey horrors Harvey is being chased through the woods by the witches. He was a witness to their unholy ceremony, and he must be killed before he tells people. As Harvey is running, he realizes that he left Sabrina in danger. He turns around to turn back when he sees Sabrina. Whew, thank goodness. She tells him that he is safe now, and she convinces him to kiss her. While they're kissing passionately, Sabrina turns into one of the witches that was chasing Harvey. They tricked him. Back at the ceremony, the Queen of Sabbath is yelling at Sabrina and her aunts for breaking witch law, damning the coven, and defiling the Dark Lord's church. All three will be held for trial at the council. Hilda and Zelda try to explain that Sabrina had no idea that Harvey would happen upon the ceremony. Sabrina runs to find Harvey and dreams of a life where they are far from the coven on a peaceful farm with a sweet family. Sabrina finds Harvey, but it's too late. Harvey has already been eaten by the witches. Sabrina's dreams of a life with Harvey quickly fades away as she faints from shock. She awakes to her aunts, trying to convince Sabrina that if blood had to be spilled, it had to be Harvey's and not Sabrina's. Sabrina is sickened and heartbroken. She cannot believe her aunts would be so insensitive. Harvey's mother calls to ask if she has seen Harvey, but her aunts advise her to lie and never tell a soul about Harvey's true reason for death. Ambrose offers her a forgetting spell, but Sabrina refuses because her memory is all she has now of Harvey. The next morning, the sheriff calls for a search party through the woods. Sabrina and her aunts have to join the search party in order not to look suspicious. A Riverdale bus arrives to Greendale. Betty and Veronica, both in their cheerleading outfits, depart the bus. We now realize Betty and Veronica are responsible for conjuring Madame Satan from the previous chapters. The two cheerleaders search away from the others in Ryder's quarry, where they are visited by Madame Satan. The girls do not recognize the demoness until she removes the skin from her face. The cheerleaders didn't realize their conjuring spell actually worked and they are now absolutely horrified. Back at Baxter High, Bye Bye Birdie is announced as canceled. Sabrina slowly shuffles through the halls with all the pain in her heart for Harvey. Mrs. Kinkle asks to talk to Sabrina privately. She reveals a ring that Harvey bought to propose to Sabrina. This only makes Sabrina feel worse. She holds back her tears until she gets to the restroom. Miss Porter enters the restroom and hears Sabrina crying. Through the door, she tells Sabrina something that both confuses and gives hope to the young witch. I can help you bring Harvey back, but of course, only if you're interested.
0: Dun, 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 dun. That's right.
1: Oh man, poor Harvey. He he got eaten by the witches. I didn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, "Wait. He he was he was eaten? He's gone? That's it. It can't be." But he, yeah, he got eaten.
0: <laughs> I I am with you. I did not see that coming. I'm reading the issue and I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, he's not really dead." Uh, he is. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I I mean, and and what's even worse when you actually see him you know when you see what Sabrina sees with with Harvey he the witch ate his jaw off and his tongue is like yeah. hanging out and his rib cages are shown <laughs> and it's 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 very gruesome it's very grotesque and and horrifying and i i couldn't believe it i was like what is <laughs> happening cuz in in the show none of this happened uh, uh, no no he's still alive
1: <laughs> season 2 he's still alive like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then in the show, his brother, Oh, sorry, I don't want to give any spoiler alert, his brother dies and he is eventually resurrected. And that's their intention for Harvey. But Sabrina right now is just like, how can my aunts be so insensitive? What do you mean? Harvey's blood had to be spilled for mine. My dad, he married him. He was with a mortal, you know, and, and he was fine. Why can't I be, you know, Woof.
0: Yeah, I I did not see that coming whatsoever. And I was I love it. I think it's awesome. I'm glad that they actually went there and I'm glad that they, they did that. Um this is I think this was the issue and that was the moment that the it just I was like, Oh, oh, I'm sold. This is it. <laughs> really? I'm sold. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was I was not expecting that whatsoever at all. So good, good on them. Just good on them for for going there for even oh, yeah, doing just
1: that. right, right to the gut. Just oh yeah, Harvey's dead. Oh yeah, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yeah, Sabrina the Teenage so Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix where Harvey and they're still in love. Blah, blah, blah. no, no, we're gonna kill him <laughs> in the in the first yeah, train, yeah, not the second, the first.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then I I gotta say, um, it was it's on issue uh, issue, it's on page. 17 uh i like she's like kind of uh, sabrina's depressed in bed and everything and her aunts are there and she just like sees them in one panel for what they truly are yeah! and they're like these cadavers you know and and you don't get the sense that that that's how she sees them all the time it's just in this moment she was just thinking she's like you know uh, what does she say and then she's like i can't believe like how 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 cold they are but then she's like but then again she reminds that they reminds herself that they're witches and then you see them again and i mean they're just grotesque looking and you're like oh that's that's interesting cuz that's i think that's kind of really what they look like i guess mm-hmm. you, you got to figure that a lot of the way they look is probably glamour stuff you're totally you know? right cuz
1: we see witches in the movies and they're like they're gorgeous they're you know they're young but in, but yeah when they show that moment they basically look like Inside out bodies mixed with like a rag doll that's kinda like stitched up, you know, just gross, just just all they are are, are unpure souls of the dark the Church of Night and, and they follow Satan. Yeah, you're totally right. Glamour spells galore.
0: <laughs> glamour on top of glamour on top of glamour to get, to keep that stink yeah. away because they look oh, grotesque. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and then I liked that uh, we had a real, with Riverdale there, we had a little panel, just one panel. You saw Archie and Jughead, but then it focused more on Betty and Veronica. Um, but you do see Archie and Jughead for one one panel, which was kind of cool and neat. And I was like, oh, cool, I like yeah. that. You know? uh, especially with Robert Hack's art, it was n- neat to see that. Um, but I, I like that they brought Betty and Veronica into this and I think that was, was a neat little mm-hmm. thing to do
1: yeah and, and in the show they kind of use those uh, Betty and Veronica are like three girls from the Academy of Unseen Arts but I like that I, I'm, I'm with you I totally agree that I like how they tied in Riverdale to Greendale and they're like in the same universe but not really and then I'm also like, wait a minute, how did they become witches? How old are they really? You know, are they 102? Are they 16 like Sabrina? You know. I
0: I got the I got the impression that they were more just kind of fooling around, you know, like like they're still mortals. They they were just kind of maybe found a book or, well, I think in the next issue we 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 find out more about them, but um as of right now you kind of get the sense that they're more naive uh but like the scene with with sabrina talking to harvey's mom and everything that was just so gut-wrenching the fact that yeah she had the ring and everything and then you know you you see the next like panel sabrina's like in the bathroom and she's sitting by the toilet like kind of on the ground and everything and you can just see the the, the robert hack just draws the the ring right there on the the rim of the toilet like you know she's gonna throw it away but she can't do it but he he doesn't zoom in on it you know like he doesn't kind of force you to kind of figure out what you're looking at here it, it just i don't even there, see that you know? I, and, I don't
1: even see that yeah
0: yeah it's yeah it's not even like a uh a, you know like a, it doesn't like i said doesn't really center on it but it's it's there and that's it's everything's amazing about this oh, yeah. about this book i agree
1: and then Madam Satan's like, I can help you if you want. And then Sabrina's like, oh, man, another witch? It, you know, can she really help me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> um, shall we see what happens? <laughs> yeah, I think we shall. I think we should get to the climax and see mm-hmm. what, what this happens is the here. Final,
1: final chapter, chapter five, the trial. This chapter begins on a theater stage with Betty, Veronica, and another cheerleader performing the weird sister cauldron scene from Shakespeare's Macbeth. They perform for their theater teacher who comments that both Betty and Veronica make excellent witches. Veronica quietly comments on the irony of her statement. After rehearsal, Betty and Veronica try to recruit the third cheerleader to be part of their nature club, which is actually a club for ladies practicing to be witches. The cheerleader declines this offer and leaves the theater. Madam Satan shows up at the theater to grab Betty and Veronica to depart to Sabrina's trial before the council. At the trial, several council members inform Sabrina that she has broken witch law by involving a mortal in the unholy baptism. Sabrina said she had no idea Harvey would be there, which is the truth. As the trial progresses, there are frequent flashbacks of Edward, her dad, on trial for wanting to marry a mortal. And as we flash forward to present day, Sabrina is on trial for moral affairs as well. Sabrina lies about being involved with Harvey, but the council makes her take two witchy lie detector tests. The first is called the Coals of Truth, where they ask Sabrina to submerge her hand in burning coals. If she burns, she's lying. Strangely, Sabrina's hand doesn't burn, but instead we see Veronica's hand is burning. The second is the witch needle. If Sabrina's palm bleeds when she is stabbed by the needle, she is lying. Strangely again, Sabrina is not injured. But this time, we see Betty's hand is now bleeding with a giant hole in it. After the trial, Sabrina runs to her room to finally be alone. Madame Satan is waiting for Sabrina in her room. We learn that Madame Satan was the reason Sabrina passed the lie detector test. After gaining her trust, Madam Satan takes Sabrina to Harvey's resurrection ceremony where Sabrina meets both Betty and Veronica. The four witches perform a resurrection ceremony in the woods and have to wait three days for the spell to work. After three days, Sabrina waits impatiently for Harvey's arrival. At the Kinkle household, Harvey's mother has yet again prepared another plate of dinner for Harvey in the hopes that he will soon return. Harvey's father thinks she should get over Harvey when there is a strange knock at the door. Harvey's mother runs to the door to answer it, but his father tries to stop her. In a fit of rage, she beats her husband to death with a lamp. Feeling better, she answers the door to what she believes is Harvey. The resurrected Harvey surprisingly introduces himself as Edward instead. The chapter ends with Mr. Kinkle dead on the couch and Mrs. Kinkle tied up and screaming for help. Edward is on the phone with Sabrina, but pretends to be her resurrected boyfriend, Harvey. Ooh, what the heck? You know, when I read that that was Edward and not Harvey in Harvey's body, I out loud was
0: like, <gasps> What? <laughs> I was more shocked by the fact that Harvey's parents are <laughs> dead now. <laughs> she killed her her husband, his dad. I was like, this just, it just keeps getting darker and darker. And, you know, and like, and now with all that, Harvey's not even back. It's, it's her dad. And I mean, I don't even know where that's going to go. Um, but oh my gosh, it is so dark. It's so cool. Now I got to say, uh, yeah, so here um, the the sisters there are Betty and Veronica. She does mention she calls them the Weird Sisters, mm-hmm. which is from Shakespeare. But then that's what their name the on in, yeah. in the show. Yeah, and and I like what they did. I, I get what I guess I should say, I get what they did. They just replaced Betty and Veronica with uh, Dorcas and Dorcas. the other girl, uh, yeah. and then uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah. It's a really the other girl's
1: a pretty name. <laughs> She's Dorcas. I was like, ooh. <laughs>
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's great i and i actually i like those uh three characters i think they're really fantastic again all the characters all the actors on the show are just absolutely fantastic um but it was interesting to kind of see that and and have the the teacher refer to them as the weird sisters and i was like oh okay got it i was like i put the the connection there and everything um but, but to see, like, Veronica's hand getting, like, burned, yeah. you know, even though it was more of, like, it was kind of in her head, I think it was implied, where it's not really happening to her, uh, but she could feel the pain of it because it was getting transferred to her, but it was, it's wild to see that. And then the the trial, um, so that's Aleister Crowley oh. at the trial, the bald guy, the kind of. Yeah, and the artist uh, Robert Hack draws it draws the the character to look like Alice. I need Crowley to look this life. up.
1: Okay, I didn't
0: know this. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, enjoy enjoy that Rabbit <laughs> <Bye>. Hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was cool, and I liked I liked how it had flashbacks to Edwards, uh, and this was when he basically was was asking them to marry. You know, if he could use you know, or marry the the human. Uh, whatever the mom's name. Uh, it That sounds so familiar. Oh, no. no oh, uh, oh, Diana. Yes. So Diana
1: Spellman. I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about Harvey's mom for a second. Was yeah, right? yeah. Yes, 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 yes.
0: And I liked how, I just liked how the story kind of jumped back to that point and like how he conjured like this giant eyeball <laughs> with tentacles coming out of thin air. Did you notice that there's a guy sitting next to Crowley that like his eyes just start bleeding blood and it's just like there's so many cool little details in, in every sort of, like, whenever something's happening and the witches are attacking or something's going on, it just, there's all these little details that the artist adds mm-hmm. to the, the panel and stuff. It's just it's really cool that you could miss it, you know, if you don't really kind mm-hmm. of look yeah, it absolutely. over.
1: absolutely. And I like how in the trial... Um, Edward wins by saying, uh, yeah, well, the Dark Lord himself said that I can marry this mortal. Would you like me to conjure him? And she, like, starts conjuring a cloud of sorts, and they're like, no, 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 no. it's fine, it's fine, you can marry her, go, go right ahead. But I have, yeah, it's cool. That's cool. No, no, but cool. you don't, you don't need to bring him here. No, no. Um, but I still have some questions as to why he chose a mortal. Like, I don't think she was in love with her and and why
0: immortal why why make a half-bred child yeah yeah i i don't i I don't know either um that's something that i am curious to find out as well moving Mm -hmm. forward um but i you know if if the last issue was the issue that made me Fall in love with this comic. This was mm-hmm. just the nail in the coffin. This this issue, I was just like, this is this is great. I I am completely intrigued. I am completely sucked in. Um, I, I totally want to know where everything is going at this point, and I can't wait to find out. It's it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, um, but you know. But that's, you know, there's still a lot of stuff happens and everything, and, and I think it's still it's still satisfying, but it's by no means, like, a conclusion. You know, like, it's—you definitely have to kind of keep yeah, going I'm, I'm it.
1: making a prediction here. I just had this thought. I wonder if—so you know how in, I think, issue two or three, Madame Satan burns the tree that Edward is in, right? So what if those embers got into Harvey's resurrection ceremony somehow— and it actually accidentally um uh, resurrects Edward that way. I'm curious, you know, how that went down.
0: Yeah, I I think that yeah, I think that something similar or or just the fact that um, you know, it she burned the tree thus probably releasing Edward's soul to hell uh, or wherever, you know, to to walk the earth or whatever, and then he's so strong that he just hijacks Harvey's body and I'm wondering if at some point we'll actually get to do if Sabrina will do a little Mm. switcheroo or something and and get Harvey's soul into there um who knows uh but we're gonna we're gonna definitely find out at some point
1: (laughs) does the is it is it okay so this this book is really dark and you're like they would the whole time I'm like they wouldn't go there would they would they and then they do they wouldn't go there would they and they do I'm wondering if like Harvey who's pretending to be Harvey, who is actually Edward at the very end, I wonder if he like becomes Sabrina's boyfriend and it's a weird like dad with daughter moment. I don't know. I I wouldn't put it past them honestly. (laughs)
0: I am completely with you, and I'm just happy that I'm not the one that brought that up because, because I was certainly thinking it. I was like, "Uh oh, incest yeah. alert!" You know, like, and and like you said, I have no clue where they're gonna take it. It could go, it could go that dark. I don't know, and. I love it. I'd love it for that because I mean it's I mean it's witches, it's it's evil, it's dark, it's not supposed to be happy and bright. So I don't know where they're going to go, but I I want to go along for that ride and And as, like, you know, kind of, like, wrapping up our our final thoughts on this trade, um, these five issues, uh, what did you – how did you feel as a whole? Like, uh, reading this as a whole, um, even though it is with the – you know, left with, you know, a a cliffhanger, what did you think of of these five issues, like, as an arc as itself? I guess because that's – this is pretty much where the arc, I guess, would end.
1: No, I thought it was great. Um, I, I, as you know, I absolutely love Halloween, as do you. And my favorite probably creature of Halloween are witches. So anything witchy I'm all about. And so I was already invested in this because I was a fan of Sabrina the Teenage Witch when I was a kid and then um, the show and then I watched this. So I, I love the fact that the show is nothing like this. It almost adds like a third story to the character herself. Like Sabrina is either Melissa Joan Hart um the the girl on netflix so i'm blanking her name and then or this sabrina here like they're actually like vastly different sabrinas and i really like it for that but like for this trade if you're gonna read something for halloween like a comic book i highly recommend reading this because i like that there are no bounds like usually the bounds that people create when it comes to a story like i can't be that messed up i can't go there i can't kill off harvey kinkle but they do and they go there and you know what when you break those boundaries and stories like i've learned just by reading that when those boundaries are broken you can totally create any story you want and you actually give yourself more freedom so it just made me love the trade that much more
0: yeah i'm i'm with you it's it's so good it's you, just you so good you loved it i know uh, I what are your
1: I, what are your thoughts on
0: that yeah it was it's a, it's a great story. It's it's a fun companion to the TV show, or the TV show's a companion to this, however you want to look at it. Um, I think this is better. I think that because they can take more risks with this, it's a little bit more fun, but uh, I'm glad I watched the show. I'm glad I had some kind of connection to Sabrina before this, and it, I think it did kind of ground things but it also made things fun for me because i didn't i didn't expect you know xyz to happen all pretty much everything we discussed in this i did not expect Mm -hmm. pretty much any of it to happen so i i love this it's a great halloween read you guys are listening to this in october this is perfect perfect halloween fodder for you all you know just read this and then you know go watch you know a horror movie or something but this this is this is not for kids. Don't 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 get it twisted. And if you like the TV show, you may be a little bit off put by this. Um, just depends. So, but I highly recommend it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Oh man. If anybody's like, "What Halloween one I should watch?" This this is the book, especially because it's such a well known and loved character. I already went in kind of knowing the story and already loving Hilda, Zelda, and Sabrina, and Salem, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, of course. And Madam Satan, of and, course. And oh of course.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that next. Yes. Madam <laughs> Satan.
0: <laughs> but I I am so happy that I read this. And even though I owned it and had never read it, I, I don't know if I ever would have if had not been for this podcast and for, you know, you, you requesting it, I'm ho- so happy that I did. So this is, this is just fantastic. And I hope that you enjoy Afterlife with Archie oh, yeah. as much as I enjoyed this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can't wait. Now I can't wait to watch, uh, read next week's Afterlife of Archie. I can't wait.
0: Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think it'll be a good one. I think you all will will enjoy it. And Tess, I think you're going to have a good time seeing where that story goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't wait! Can't wait! Yeah. Oh uh, well, good. <laughs> I'm glad you got to read this. It was an awesome little journey here, and now you can say now you can say you've read it. I know you, I know it's been on your list for a while. So yay!
0: yeah yes yay thank you very much I, yeah. I i loved it i loved it so and i love doing this podcast with you i so. know <laughs> uh,
1: me too uh Corey here he's about to move north to oregon from los angeles um and i'll be here in la but we are still going to be just podcasting away my friends we're, we're we're here we're here for the long haul
0: Well, this is our first remote recording session, so hopefully hopefully you guys enjoy it and you don't notice any difference. (laughs) That would be, that's probably the best thing. (laughs) Um, But uh, until next week, where can we find you, Tess?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Tessianos, that's T-E-S-S-L-L-A-N-O-S, and Corey, where can we find you?
0: I'm most active on Instagram at Cory Nation, and you can listen to me on a podcast, uh, I think fits nicely with this, called Podcasting After Dark, where we talk about like kind of like cult horror kind of movies and stuff, other stuff too, but mostly that kind of thing. And uh, you can find that on your normal anywhere. You know, same place you find this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and then please, uh, please, you know, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's where we get uh, most of our listeners from. Um, follow us on Spotify. And feel free to join in on the conversation on social media and email. And uh, Tess, where, where can they find the our social pages?
1: Oh, you can go to, on Instagram, you can go to at OCD Podcast. And on Facebook, you can go to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. And if you want to leave us a little email, if you go to our Instagram page and hit the fancy email button, there you go. Shoot us some comments, questions, what books we should read next. Um, and maybe we'll, uh, if you got any questions, we'll give you a little shout out here in the show and answer it for you.
0: Exactly. We want this to be an ongoing comic book discussion with you all as well as us. So chime in and uh, we'll, we'll go from there.
1: All right, well, thanks, Corey,
0: my friend, and we'll see you guys next time on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.